Welcome to the Dumb Idea Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share this video or podcast on any platform that you're listening on. Please visit us at www.dumbideapodcast.com. All right, so a couple of weeks ago, there was a story that hit all the news outlets, but it was it kind of fizzed out fairly quickly, like most things in the current news cycle do. And it was a story about a gentleman in New Jersey who uh, his his wife had a rare brain. Uh, I don't call it tumor because it wasn't cancerous, but it was a growth in her brain. He had also had cancer years ago and survived. And I want to say um, his sister had died last year of a rare brain cancer as well. So he did some digging and he started connecting with some old high school pals. Um, now keep in mind, this guy's probably in his fifties or so. Um, in 1999, he was 27. So he probably was in high school, let's see, 10 years, 89, 87-ish. So he probably graduated in 87. Um, when he was 27, he, he got his uh, benign brain tumor. Um, and so basically he started reaching out to other people he went to high school with. And he found out that it, another 110 people had rare brain cancers or non-cancerous tumors in their brain. So he wanted to do some research. So he ended up doing some research and he's making a kind of an, uh, he's equating it to some radioactive material exposure. Um, now he hasn't had a chance to kind of reach out to other class years, I imagine, or, or, or ones too far away from him. But after they did some research, they found out that that area used to be an intake. I believe 30 miles away, there used to be an intake facility for nuclear material that would then distribute it to nuclear power plants around the country. Um, But there was some waste there. And when that facility was decommissioned, they essentially buried some of the old material. And then the school was built in 1967. And they think that some of the material was used in the, in the building of the school. And so this got me thinking, this guy only did a little bit of research and he already found 110 people. And I'm thinking, you know, what kind of rabbit hole could I go down with this? What? What if this guy finds that through a lot of these different class years, thousands upon thousands of people that went to that high school because of where the dirt they use and, and just, I guess they said like some, some of the nuclear material spread to lawns and other stuff by winds. Um, and I believe there was a remediation of the the, the residential properties, but they never figured out that it was, that it went to the high school. I wonder, it, it, well, it kind of reminded me of the Aaron Brockovich situation mm-hmm. where people were getting sick from this town. Uh, the groundwater got contaminated from uh, from the uh, a company out in, I believe it's California, called PSEG, which still exists to this day, which is the power and utility company. Water got contaminated. People got cancer. People died. Story of Aaron Brockovich is she found all this out equated it to the issue with the groundwater contamination and she did a class action lawsuit to get all these people some money. But that was only because she found out. Now this guy's finding out about this, but I also I was wondering how many of these situations not just, I mean around the world I guess where a company screwed up there was a cost of life that occurred and none of these and None of these companies wanted to take liability because they didn't want to pay out the settlements. Because it always turns out they always know. 
Mm-hmm. Once once they go to court and they pull the internal emails and internal documents, there's always like the scientist or two in there that are saying, oh, yeah, this is real dangerous. We probably shouldn't do this. Right. It's going to kill a lot of people. And then someone above them says, screw the people. We're making some money. Right. Um, and I wonder, like, a lot of it probably hasn't come out because, you know, relatively speaking, the Internet's still new. Right. But now that people like this guy... Like eighty nine, like if he graduated in 87, 88, 89, he came along when the internet was still new, right? But he knows how to use it. Mm-hmm. The older generations don't. Like my mother and the internet, it's it's a lost cause. But now that this generation, like they're starting to get the illness, like the long term illnesses, um, and they and they and they're smart enough to say, well, hey, maybe some other people were affected by this too. I wonder how many more things like this we're going to find. Mesothelioma, right? I don't probably butcher that. Mesothelioma? Mesothelioma. Miso. Were you going to say miso soup? Miso. (laughs) But that's a great example of something that affected millions of people. They knew, you know, someone knew. Well, that was the asbestos in factories, wasn't it? Well, that was factories. That was shipyards. Um, Yeah, Around here, we get the the ads for people that worked at Bethlehem Steel because mm-hmm. right. they built ships, and the t- essentially the entire interior of those ships uh, was made out of asbestos. So, and you see the class action suits, and are you in a loved one? But they have to advertise. The, the thing is, like you know, with the internet, all these people can connect, mm-hmm. and you can put it out there. You could you could start a a Facebook page and instantly get people who are now, of course you have to be vetted, but put it out there and immediately start getting all these people connected. Like, Hey, you know, I, I wasn't fine, but say, you know, my sister had cancer and died 10 years ago from it. And now she went to that high school and start connecting all the dots. So yeah, I think with that, it's going to be going to be interesting. And then, when you said they used part of the material to build the school, like what did they use rocks or something to make con- cement or concrete or something? To I think they used some of the old, some of the contaminated dirt mm-hmm. as fill dirt in the school. Okay. Um, now don't get me wrong. I mean, after a while, the the harm from the radioactive material probably goes down quite a bit. But I think that takes a long time. And if 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 that school was built in sixty seven, yeah. I can't imagine that was buried for too long before they used it. Right. And I don't think they knew they were, like, I don't, I think the people who built it didn't realize that it had the material in it. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were told. And this school is, because I was in, I was actually up there when this story kind of broke locally um, in the New York metro area. So I saw it on the local news and didn't know it would, it would get national traction and it, it did for the time but uh you know back then it's because you look back and you see like it, it reminds me of the the there's those black and white films from the 50s where they'd be like atomic energy the power <laughs> of the future <laughs> and they, look look at bill he drives his car that's powered with a, an atomic reactor <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like and they it has that weird voice and then but they were like putting like they actually took a b36 peacemaker and put a I think it was a B-36, and they put a nuclear reactor in it, and we're flying this thing around just to see the feasibility of... And, and look, I'm very pro-nuclear energy, but, you know, at that point, like, they didn't understand or they didn't care about the, you know, uh, what would happen later on. It was like, just get it done, and then well, you, know, the- you had the women that were painting the, the gauges on aircraft with the radioactive paint that all got cancer from... You know, they'd lick the paintbrush to to get the fine detail in. Right. So. Well, they had, um, well, I mean, they got nuclear power on subs now. So, I mean, now, obviously, they made it safer. It's on ships and subs. I mean, but I always, it kind of brought me to wonder, though, how many of these stories are going to get unearthed? I'd say in the next 20. Well, I'm going to say, well, how many, the reason why I ask why they're going to get unearthed now is because of the internet. Again, like that generation was probably the first generation that kind of came along with the internet. So they know how to use it. But like I said, my gen- like my mom's generation, it can barely do email. 
right? Yeah, so 89, somebody who graduates, you know, late 80s, early 90s, they're solid Jet X. Like, they... I mean, the 90s was AOL, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's when everyone got the dial-up. You know, so, I mean, it, it's, mid, not, mid it's, not, it's not foreign to them is what I'm saying. Um, so, like, I, and this, that's why I'm wondering, like, as more and more of those people connect on, like, Facebook and whatnot and other places, and they just happen to stumble across each other and find each other, how more do these things come along? And then do more conspiracy theories kind of spring out from this? Well, like all already, the cover-ups? And they're already happening, right? I mean... You have all these pesticides that they're using in crops to like enhance the food and make them bigger and this, that, and the other. And now suddenly, you know, when I was growing up, um, there wasn't a peanut-free table at school. Like, no, there wasn't. There wasn't a concern that Johnny, if he uh, sniffs peanut butter, is going to go into like anaphylaxis or something. Know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and now it just seems like you know it's now very, very predominant, right? And like. <laughs> You know, everyone points to, oh, you know, they're using all these, you know, hormones and, you know, and, and, and cattle and beef and chicken and, and other and stuff that they're spraying on vegetables. And listen, and those right now are conspiracy theories because nothing's ever really been confirmed. But I think that's going to be the next mesothelioma, <laughs> right? Like, in 20 years, we're going to have, hey, did you eat chicken? Uh, from, right, you know, right. did, you, did you eat uh, Purdue chicken uh, from 19, you know, whatever, you know, from 2000 to 2020? Well, you might be entitled to financial compensation, right? It's, By the way, we're not saying Purdue ever did this. No, 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 no. I, it, uh, no, I just, that, that's, well, look that's at the, the, the talcum powder thing. Oh, yeah. Did you or a loved one? Baby powder, dude. Yeah, there was the talcum, the powder that was women were using, and it was linked to a whole bunch of gynecological cancers. Yeah. So I mean, think about how many people used just Johnson Johnson's baby powder. Yeah, like on kids, mm-hmm. like even adults. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I used it when I was growing up. I mean, luckily I don't have that. I don't have those organs to get that type of cancer. But yeah, I mean, if I did, I might jump in that. Might jump in the uh, the old class action suit there. Or the, the, the phones. Like, maybe people start getting, like, you know, can't. well, no one really talks on them like that anymore. But Well, I know, um, and, and this will piss a lot of people off. Oh, here we go. The vaccines. Yeah. The COVID yeah. vaccines. Where, apparently, and I, I don't know how well they would, because neither one of us are lawyers, or none of us are. I wonder how well that whatever thing they agreed to with the federal government, that they can't be sued for any bad things that happen from. Is that confirmed? I think it is. I don't think you're, yeah, I'm pretty I don't sure think there's no, sue. yeah, there's, they, they have but protection. But that's not just with there. this vaccine. I, I think that's true for like all, right? Like it's not something that was done specifically for this one. I don't know. Well, I think um, it had something to do with the emergency youth authorization. I think you're right. And how quickly it came out. Um, because they wanted the companies to, if, if it's something where, hey, we haven't quite tested this thing all the way, you need to, you know, we'll make it, but we're not trying to get sued in 20 years when we determine that everyone who took it, like, grows a horn out of their butt. Mm-hmm. Right, they, know, they, so. they're not going to have their mesothelioma moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From, now, from some, I'm sure some crafty lawyer will find a way, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, that, you know, but there's a... The, the the thing the the problem that I take with it is if you're gonna for if you're gonna mandate people do it and then later on it turns out that especially when you had people where it was like you're tied to their employment like yeah now what I would see more happening was did you work for the city of New York between this date and that date and right. they forced you to take the vaccine then people suing the city not the vaccine yeah I think you're right there and then and maybe even the the city would then try and sue mm-hmm. Pfizer or whoever yeah on the back end to recoup some yeah. of the the settlements yeah I I, th- I think that's probably the clearer way to it if if anything ever comes of it and I don't I don't know if anything will but right I mean I think that was a lot of people a lot of people's hesitancy to even taking it it's like well wait a minute if you're so sure about this thing why why do I have to give up all my rights to sue you in case things go south mm-hmm. maybe you're not so sure about that thing yeah. anymore. Um, yeah, it's like, hey, you can you you want to fly this new airplane I just built? Mm-hmm. Here, sign this piece of paper saying you're not going to sue me when you crash. Right? Like, uh, are you that? If you had to do that every time you boarded an airliner, would you ever get on it? Like, 
the, there's a reason they're putting this protection in here to I protect like, themselves. I don't like, I don't like planes anyway. So. Um, but I was I was gonna. It's funny. I was thinking about this on the way to work. Like, you have all these chemicals and foods and in food storage devices, plastics, and um, they say, yeah, that's safe. So they test it on a whole bunch of lab rats, and then the lab rats don't die. But lab rats don't live that long anyway. So and they're rats. They live in the sewer. Right. Well, right? lab rats probably have it pretty good, comparatively speaking to other rats. Mm. Except they have all these chemicals and stuff injected into them. But anyway, so the rats don't die from that. They either die from other things or they feed them to snakes or whatever they do with them when they reach their, you know, shelf life. So, but again, maybe this chemical takes 50 years to have an over so much dosage to have a negative effect. So one of the things they're saying is that like testosterone levels in men are lower than they were in the past. And one of the linkages, one of the links they've drawn is 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 a chemical in plastics that's causing it. So, if you have that, now, would you see that in a lab rat if you did an experiment on the lab rat for 20 years? Or not even 20 years, it's not going to live that long. For two years. And then the rat just dies of something or, you know, you're not going to see it. Right. From that, but if you have that exposure starting from birth through infant formula or whatever containers that's in, all the way through adulthood as you're eating, contain, you know, so out of plastic bags and stuff. So plastics is the enemy. Well, plastics are just bad anyway. But yeah. um, I mean, it, it, I feel like the ad campaign for the vaccines it was always like safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. Mm. It reminded me of the the old cigarette commercials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll make your baby healthier. <laughs> Moms who smoke a pack a day end up with healthy babies. Right, that guy with the weird voice from the fifties. Right, you know, Stan smokes. Smoke cigarettes before he gets on the football pitch. <laughs> and look at him. He is running faster than everybody. He smokes intent he smokes to make himself perform better. Marvarev. <laughs> your your cigarette of choice. <laughs> right. The for- athlete cigarette of choice for performance. <laughs> but Newport Newport one thousand yeah. for the happy home wife. <laughs> <laughs> but that's seriously how it was back then. And now yeah. like look the the cigarette company's got the the pantsuit off of them. Yeah. And and people still buy those things, man. Yeah. I, but I feel like cigarettes are going away. Like, it's people don't smoke as much as I remember. Like, Let me 10 t- years ago, 15 years ago. Like, If they didn't. And don't worry, you're right. The number of people that, that probably smoke is going way down. But there's still some profit there because people still buy them. And they yeah. buy them at the highest prices. Cause oh, no. They, like, they tax the crap the out of them. Why that the prices are higher because before everyone smoked, so supply and demand, you know, they got a lot of people wanting to buy yeah. them so they could they could sell. Well, now they, yeah. they want to find a way to still make their money, so what do they do? They they exploit the people that are still doing it. I actually don't think it's them. I think local governments, it's basically a syntax. Oh, that too, for sure. They're making money off of like it. The, I think that half the half the dollar amount spent on mm-hmm. a pack of cigarettes is taxes. And I think oh, yeah. that's actually helped to... Uh, reduce the amount of smokers. Yeah. I mean, Man, I, I, cigarettes, I, I've never smoked, so I just know back in the day you could buy them with a couple of some spare change from the you know the, the machine where you, you pulled the lever and a pack oh, of yeah. smokes came out, right? Um, it was that cheap, and now it's like, that's like $10 a pack. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. You know, so I listen, I, I think it's a good thing that they did the syntax because it's stopped a lot of people smoking, and they just went to eat cigarettes and and all this stuff too, so it's 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 just a transition. But yeah, they change over to vaping, which you know they're is it, it's better, is it? but not good. So it's better for sure. There's it, no tar, but there's well, other stuff. Well, right? it depends so on just, it depends on the juice you use. The juice. Some some juices. Tell us about the different juices. <laughs> Apparently, there are some juices that have some really really bad stuff in it. Like there's mm-hmm. some some that have like still have ammonia in them, mm-hmm. and then. They've got like the boutique juices mm. where they only put natural ingredients in. It's organic. To, yes, it's supposed to be like the organic juice. The organic e cigarette. I can't. What, what was the name? The healthy cigarette. The healthy cigarette. What, well, uh, they used to make those. So the cigarettes, they used to make them. They, it was supposed to be no additives in Nat, the cigarettes. They were, they were Nat Sherman's. Were they, what was the one with like the American, American Spirit? Yes, those. Yeah. It was supposed to be just tobacco only. 
No additives, no preservatives. Yeah, so so I used to smoke, and oh. yeah, that's probably the dumbest thing I ever did. You're the subject matter expert on this. Yeah, stuff. so like, <laughs> um, yeah, there was American Spirit, which now they say that's what hipsters smoke. But then there was another company called Nat Sherman that came in like a, you only get them at like cigar shops. It came in like a hard box that like old school like opened up like a clamshell. Nice. And there'd be like a layer Fancy. of ten and a piece of paper, and then another layer of ten underneath. It's, they didn't have menthol. It was mint. Oh. Yeah. But, you know, I, I mean, I quit, you know, more than 10 years ago. So did, did, I did you, tra- did you transition anything? I mean, you say you quit. So that means you just you got rid of tobacco out of your life altogether. No, no. No, oh, so not. you didn't. So, but here's. Quit, the, so maybe a transition would be a better Yeah, term. well, the thing is, the thing I transit, the, the dip, I always. You dipped while you smoked. Not at the same, not not simultaneously. Well, no, that would be <laughs> that would be weird. Not to get way off track, but that's what we do here. Um, in the U.S., it's avoidance, whereas in other countries, it's ri- the models of risk reduction model. So, if you say cigarette smoke versus vaping, one would say that they're both bad. But if you're going to do one, vape, mm-hmm. right? Because you're not ingesting all the tar and this the same carcinogens. So, then what's the difference? maxillofacial cancers are much more survivable than lung cancer, which metastasizes and moves throughout the body much more rapidly than something on your face. So that's the difference between where in the United States, you go to a doctor and say, oh, quit, complete cessation risk avoidance, where in you know, like Canada is more of a risk reduction. So, yes, on the scale of tobacco, cigarettes are the worst. Dip's probably better. If you're going to do anything, do that. And then try to quit that. Fun fact about vaping. The the major cigarette producers, they um the companies that make the vape juice, the popular ones, are owned by the big tobacco companies. Yeah. Well that's where they get to the So they're making their money, they're just making it they're like, right. Oh well, I guess we're, we're gonna out, make and, it this way then. And now there's a whole bunch of other products when you get to there's the <laughs> the products that are to replace dip, but there's no tobacco at all. It's just like a lozenge. Essentially, they're taking like Nicorette gum and like selling it not as a quit smoking aid, but like as a alternative. Alternative. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the so, only experience I have is they used to sell packs of gum that were in the shape of cigarettes, and you could actually like <laughs> yeah. like blow out some like it was, it it had was like probably powdered just sugar powder. Or something. Or something yeah. Those, like those that. were legit, by the way. So yeah, no, they were, and I thought I was too cool for school mm-hmm. when I uh, got to buy a pack, and I'd walk around, and man, I'd I'd, I'd, I'd smoke. I mean, I a pack a day. <laughs> well, we, we, a day. we grew up when it was the Winston Cup for NASCAR, mm-hmm. and well, we I, when we grew up, they were still allowed to smoke in movies. <laughs> I, had, I had some illegal ways back in my youth where we had some Indian reservations near us and you could go and I, I guess this, this really wasn't illegal you could go buy some cigarettes on the Indian reservation mm-hmm. and not have to pay the taxes and right. you could you could bring back a certain number of cartons now there were people, I'm not one of them that would basically fill up their car of the cartons of cigarettes and go back and go back home and sell well, them. No, you'll you'll get a lot of like you'll get like corner stores, like mom and pop stores, like different states tax them differently, mm-hmm. right? So, um, I know I and I don't know what states, but they'll drive down to I don't know maybe one of the Carolinas. I don't know. I'm just I'm making up the states. I don't know where it is, but they'll buy as much as they can from like a Sam's Club or that, and they'll drive them back and then sell them at the corner store, and it's like. It's like it's illegal because you're like circumventing tax, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. You're reselling it, but you're buying it retail. It's 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 it's, it's well, I should say it's a big deal. There's other. I, I never understood that though, because this is the business. You're not paying the tax on the no, purchase. It's, you're it's, paying it's them on the sale. All regulations. No, I, I get you, but I mean, I always thought that was weird. But speaking of more conspiracy theories. Mm-mm. So I heard this one recently. I don't want to say where I heard it from because it gets shut down tomorrow. Some people are saying that the Russian invasion of Ukraine is part of a bigger plot to get more countries to join NATO so that they buy more U.S. planes. Now, hold on now. Hear me out. They're saying Putin's in on it. Guy knows he's not going to be around forever. 
So he invaded Ukraine, knew it wasn't going to really work out very well for him, but it would scare just enough countries that they would join NATO and then they would end up buying some F-35s. Now, I would say this is crazy, normally, Mm -hmm. but... But there's more. There is more. So recently, after the invasion, I believe Finland... And I want to say Sweden signaled intent to join NATO. Well, yeah, because if Putin is successful in taking Ukraine, Mm -hmm. and pardon my ignorance, but and then basically assumes control of whatever that country is right above it that's basically helping in Putin. Belarus. Belarus. they're getting uh, dangerously close to Finland and Sweden. A lot closer, too close for comfort. So well, well, I don't blame. Well, Finland fin- actually has a border with Russia, right? And there was a so during World War Two, there was there was a war. So the Russians were fighting the um, the Germans, obviously, but prior to fighting the Germans, they were actually fighting the Finns. It was the Winter War. And the border shifted back you know, and I, forth. I, I saw this, um, and there was all they had. There was like there was one main guy. So and the, if they stabbed him, then they all died. Are we talking about the same thing? No, that's the Avengers. I think. No, what movie no. are you talking about? Oh no, that was Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh. oh, okay, never. Yeah, right. Never mind. Okay, <laughs> TV series Vikings. Well, no, it was like the Winter War, no, the Winter, the, the White Walkers. Uh, I yeah. thought that. So this yeah. is different. This is different. Different okay. thing completely. Yeah, based so, more in reality. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but the Finns and the Russians shared a border, and um, they fought, and it was quite a bloody conflict. And the Russians really didn't do very well. The Finns, of course, now then when the Russians started fighting the Germans, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So the Germans were giving the Finns, you know, aircraft, weapons, uniforms, the Finnish. In fact, the the, the roundel on their um, Finnish Air Force aircraft was a, was a blue swastika in a white circle. So it was very, you know, um, up there. And I don't think it was ever really... They ever ended friendly at all? No. So, so. that when, when they ended, it ended because uh, Finland agreed. So there's a pact, and the agreement is that Finland would remain neutral. Yeah. And they wouldn't allow another country to come through Finland mm-hmm. to attack Russia. So they basically said, "Look, because they wanted you're right. They wanted to take over Finland to protect themselves because yeah. it's fairly close to Moscow." And so the agreement ended up being, look, basically Russia could, knew they couldn't take over Finland, mm-hmm. but Finland didn't want the hostility. So Finland just said, look, we'll remain neutral. Has Russia yeah. ever won a war? World War Two? They didn't win World War Two. They got a lot of Poland. They got a lot of those Baltic states. But ultimately. They got the Caucasus. Well, okay, so, I mean, because we won. World War Two. Let's just be well, clear Russians, about that. But the, they the, they gained a lot in in, in the loss. Well, the the big three during World War Two was Russia, Great Britain, the United States. They were the Axis allies. Allies. They were the, so essentially at the end of World War Two, when in nineteen forty four forty five, when the when the Red Army was advancing from the from the east, and the Western allies were coming from the west. Essentially, it could, it, everyone understood it became a race. Wherever that line, wherever those forces met, was going to be the line between democracy and communism. Like so, that's why there was pretty much a race to get as much territory as they could. German forces were trying to get west to surrender to the Allies because they'd be treated much better than they surrendered to the to the uh, Russians. Mm-hmm. So that line, and then what happened afterwards is you had the USSR. So all those countries like Ukraine, Belarus, Estonia, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, they were all SSRs. They were part of the Soviet Union. Then you had Poland, East Germany, Czechoslovakia, Yugoslavia. Those were all satellite states. So that was the buffer zone between East and West. So that's how it all kind of ended up. And then you also had the Caucasus. 
Yeah, which was Ar- Armenia, Georgia, and then Azerbaijan. I think it's Kazakhstan. Da- well, yeah. Kazakhstan is north of Afghanistan. Well, and the re- but so they and they wanted those buffer states because I believe Britain still had a heavy influence in Iraq. Yeah. So I mean, so back to this conspiracy. This this ranks up there with like the NFL's rigged, right? It would take <laughs> it would take too many people to be involved. But what, what is it done? to not to not have let not have someone come out and expose the whole thing? But what what does Putin get out of it? Nothing. He gets, he gets the golden parachute. What does that mean? What does it, that mean? I mean, so the full blown theory is uh, Sweden, Finland join, and Putin wants this. Putin ends up out completely, off yeah. in some distant land. On a yacht. Which he can do... Anytime he wants. Anytime he wants. But not safely. Because people still go after him, right? Who's going to go after him? Who everyone who he... The families of everyone he murdered? Right, yeah. Maybe. I, mean, I don't know. The guy wasn't exactly nice. Yeah, but I, mean, I just... He's, think, he's, think about all the people in Chechnya. He's too that powerful of a man. Even out... Mm. Even not as... You're not as powerful as a sniper's bullet. Someone could get you. So someone could get him now. Hmm... They really wanted to. But what if what if you got the heat taken off of you by doing whatever this power that be wanted to do? So you, you think do? that by invading Ukraine, mm-hmm. he's taking the heat off of himself? No, no. I think by invading well, Ukraine, what you just said. he's scaring some people into joining NATO. But the only reason he invaded Ukraine was because he didn't want them to join NATO. So they say. I don't know who they are, but yes, that is what they say. They are very stupid people, but very interesting people nonetheless. Yeah. What if that was a grand plan, though? What if that happened? I just wait. But then you say this all comes down to the U.S. wanting to sell more planes, right? Because let me ask you something: you can't tell me that Vladimir Putin didn't know that his army was this bad. I mean, there's a lot of people that are saying that he's kind of been. He's kind of out there and really lost himself. I mean, I don't know how much of it you can believe, but you, they say he's been isolated for so many well, no, years. He's, and he's terrified he, of. Well, for, he's the, he's absolutely terrified of COVID. Yes, so, uh, you see these pictures of him sitting at tables oh, yeah. where it's like the he's tables like 30, like thirty feet away, feet long, and he's at it's one. It's like Mister Smithers and yeah. his mansion, Mister Burns, Mister yeah. Burns, right? They're like sitting on opposite ends of the table. It's it's, it's comical, but. You know, I I I'll buy more into he's lost it than this is some grant because you know what that you know who that would mean is a part of this plan, our commander in chief, and I'm not convinced he he's can, part of anything. He's, yeah, like, <laughs> really? I don't I don't know I don't want to you know I'm not, I don't want to get but well, it I could mean, be his hand. Listen, as of last month, HB's laptop is real and confirmed. It, it is, and there's um, some stuff on there. There's plenty of stuff on there. Not that I'm but, saying that's a part of it, but what if what if there was the Great Cabal? Let's say that exists, and they're all organizing this. I don't. I just. I don't. There's no way. <laughs> there's just no I'm way. I'm so far down the rabbit hole with yeah, that. Alex Jones. Globalists, <laughs> isn't it? Then I'm about to take my shirt off and start yelling. Globalists. <laughs> Speaking of info wars, I mean, yeah. they're done, right? No, nah, so look. I mean, I know he filed for bankruptcy, but that might have just been like a defense tactic. But it, I guess it is, this. so he doesn't have to pay the settlement. Yeah, okay. It's, and it's I, not I, a real. It's a it's a bankruptcy in air quotes. Sure. No, I, I I get that, but there's just there's too much loss of life that if this were ever to come out, like it would just it'd be it would be like the new well, world if you, order. If you if you go to globalists, so but if you go back in into history. <laughs> Um, there are people that say that that Churchill and Roosevelt knew that they had broken the Japanese code and they knew they were going to attack Pearl Harbor and they intentionally didn't do anything. And if you and, and if you want to get all crazy, the aircraft carriers were not there. The old battleships were, but the aircraft carriers weren't, and they knew that that's how that war was going to be fought. But I'll buy more into that and not battle because they wanted to get the U.S. into the war. Yeah, but and see, but. I'll buy into that before I'll buy into like some crazy conspiracy that we're gonna like go to war. But if you had said that on December eighth, nineteen forty one, 
you'd be like, you're a nut. You're okay. Sure, whatever. Maybe. I mean, everything was in black and white back then. I could and see it- a president <laughs> knowing an attack was going to happen and allowing it to happen because they wanted to enter the war and wanted an excuse to enter the war. This whole multi-country global conspiracy just to sell some more planes. I so I think, I, there's two things. One, the World Economic Forum exists with that German dude at the head, right? Yeah, Klaus. The, the people that say you'll own nothing and like it. and Oh, no, you'll own, you'll own nothing and be happy. Yeah. And then you're also assuming that anyone with the power to do these things cares about any other humans other than themselves. You're expendable. I just think you're a takes, number on the planet. We'll make more of you. I just think it takes too, too many. Yeah, players. You've already got three more coming up behind you. Yeah, four well, if you four. include Addy. Right. You're replaced. Why wouldn't I include her? Well, I'm thinking like male. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's very sexist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you've got you've you're, you've got your replacements here. So sure. Is it you? You're under the assumption that they're humans and they care about other humans. Very true. They don't. You're pawns in the game. You're the front line, and they're not. Listen, I love a good conspiracy theory. So, I mean, I thought that one was pretty good. No, I just can't. I just can't figure out because for the conspiracy to work, like someone has to have a everyone who's involved in it has to have get some some of the spoils. And I don't see Putin's sport. I don't see his benefit. He's got plenty of money, so it's not like they can give him money. Maybe they made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Like, you're not going to end up in a jail cell, and someone's going to say you hung yourself. Oh. You know. But before this invasion, <laughs> before this you know. invasion, was he slated for jail if, like, we ever got our hands on him? Like, you see, I mean, now he's... Now he's like being accused of war crimes and all this stuff. So yeah, now he's in the yeah. now he's in a hot seat. But before this, like I don't think he was like about to go to jail for anything. No, but it, I don't think. And don't get me wrong, the guys, the guys probably worth billions, right? I mean, all those Russian oligarchs probably are. Yeah. Um. But maybe his end game is he just gets to ride off into the sunset. Whereas before, if he did anything else, he'd be looked at as a failure. Well, he's going to only a failure because he's not. It depends on what media outlet, you know, what news cycle you're in. Like, he's not having a lot of success in Ukraine. He's having no success in Ukraine. So I don't see how this could be his riding off into the sunset, like, victory. You know, no, no. Just dis- he just gets to disappear. I mean, he could, yeah, I don't know. And live live that life of luxury. I mean, there's. I heard there's an island that's you know empty <laughs> that he can go to has a really big house on it. But what, the North Pole. No, uh, Epstein's. Yeah. Uh, okay, but the, the North Pole also has one house on it. It's very pretty much empty. No, you can't you can't beat Santa. Well, that's true. Come on now. I'm just trying to figure out what the – there's got to be some other connect. I just – I don't see his – and to sell American jets, he still doesn't – he doesn't get any benefit from that. Well, the weird thing is, like, I, I – someone was talking about the jets that some of those, like, NATO members, some of the NATO members have. They have the last MiG produced, and it's a Gen 4 fighter. Like, so like does Russia Poland, have a Gen five or six fighter? Yes, but they're not any good, um, and the Chinese do too. But the, the, the thing is, like, this looks freaking weird. Well, by the way. it's got like the fins in the front. They're all trying to be. They're all trying to be the. I think it's the Su thirty seven is the Russian one. Um, they're all trying to try to essentially have something that can that can go up against the the F twenty two, which there's nothing that can really mess with that thing. What about the 35? What's the difference between the 35 and 22? So the F-35 is, so it's 13. a stealth fighter. It has st- like some stealth capabilities, and then it has, um, there's a version that has a vertical takeoff and landing, so it can replace the Harrier. This is the 35 you're talking about? Yes. Okay. The Navy's going to use it. Um, it's designed for export, so 
other countries can get kind of like, if you want to think of it, a car, like we have the F35, like GT, GTR. And mm-hmm. like the only versions we'll sell overseas are, is like the F35 LX. Gotcha. So we maintain the high, the highest version of it. Now the F22 is not for export at all to anyone, not even our best friends. So that's the big, the big difference before, like between the two of them. Um, F thirty five is just a absolute beast. Like it's got vectored thrust. It has you know twin engines where the F thirty five has a single engine. Um, Mike knows his planes. Oh, I. I'm why, a, do, why do you think I ask him these yeah. questions? <laughs> I know, so I know exactly where to go if I need like yeah. solid factual info, info on planes. So like the the stuff that you see. This is, by the way, this is the only factual part of the show. Is when we talk, oh, yeah. is when Mike talks about planes. You take this to the bank. Everything else, don't believe any of it. Right. This is not news. So, like the F Mig twenty nine, F fifteen are similar. You know, they're the same generation. Um, but then, of the Mig twenty nine and F fifteen, there are different variants. So you have, you know, an F uh, fifteen, you know, C D E F model versus a Mig twenty nine. The different variants of that, so uh, you can have, you know, uh, a, the a first iteration of the MiG twenty nine versus the latest iteration of the MiG fifteen or the the F fifteen, and they're completely mismatched. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so I don't know. So now we know Russian planes suck. Mm-hmm. Chinese planes not so great. What if I told you? What if Putin? part of the new world order and he was willing to sacrifice russia so let's say russia now joins nato and now nato they just kicked him out of the uh the g20 yeah well, that's economic stuff but again there's got to be some show to this you can't just do it you got to have some show because what, mean, what listen, is you know why we listen, but here's the deal why why would russia, russia join nato because listen russia is not a power honestly we just we just found this out russia is not a power we pretty much have nato because of russia but what if you now need nato for china i'm listen and you, all and china's you, china's warfare is all cyber like i'm not concerned about their ground forces or air forces so the, like like they're gonna hit you electronically, well, digitally. The, what like, the Chinese have are a billion people. Mm-hmm. Billion. There's yeah. There's the population of China. How many? We have a billion. No, no we, we have, have three hundred sixteen million. Yeah, So and India and China have more people than us individually, not combined. Yeah, but we're so much better. Yeah, d- during during the uh, it's true. During the Korean America. War, I'm not moving to Shanghai, and so yeah, I mean, I agree with you, but during during the the Korean War, what the, they had, um, that would because that war never officially ended either, so it was just the Chinese would advance, UN forces would advance back and forth, but the Chinese would do these human wave attacks, where they would just send so many people. And yeah, you could be in a machine gun nest and just start mowing people down, but eventually they're going to get they like the zombie horde. You're going to run out of bullets know. eventually. Right. That machine gun's going to overheat, run out of bullets, and you're going to have to pull back, and that's what happened. They so were, They were literally coming to the front lines from tunnels between China and Korea. Yeah. Craziness. So so that's kind of what, you know, and the thing is when you have a billion people to, to draft – to turn into conscripts, you don't need to train them. Here's a PPSH, go charge that line. If it's either the Marine shoots you or the commissar behind you shoots you. So pick your bullet. Right. I have a stand a better chance if I go forward. So yeah. that's kind of what, what they did during the Korean War. Yeah, but the, the thing is, is like, we'll, we'll never be threatened by that here. No, but they can threaten you in other ways, economically. Cyber, like you oh, said, yeah. So th- those two things, like the one thing, like my old boss always told me, you never mess with, you never f with someone's money. And right now, China can f with people's money. Now, necessarily, you and I won't care because we don't have a lot of money. But there are people with a lot of money that care. It's true, and they don't want their money effed with. 
you know, unless you're Elon Musk. Well, I mean, I don't have a lot of money, and I still don't want my money messed with. <laughs> well, what was the, the old Chris Rock saying? If you got thirty million and she wants half, you're not starving, right? But if you if you make thirty thousand, she wants half. You may have to move in with your mother. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That I, you know, I just think with uh, I'm just getting the conspiracies, and the thing is, conspiracies are often just an attempt to create to make sense out of stuff that doesn't make sense. Right. Like someone must be causing this. The problem we've had lately is that, and we've talked about this before, is that with the shutting down everything and closing discourse, all this stuff that was a year ago was now, was conspiracy, is now taken as fact. Right. <laughs> like, if you said a year ago that, you know, coronavirus was a was a lab leak, you get kicked off all the platforms for that. Mm-hmm. Now that's the accepted narrative. Um, if you said the vaccine didn't work, but did work, you know, you get, but now they're saying, "Oh well, it." If I said last year, say in yeah, this time last year, if I said, "Hey, the vaccine, it's not going to keep me from getting COVID; it'll just keep me from dying." That would that would kick me off of whatever. Now that's what the the official line is. So the problem that's is less of a conspiracy and more of I don't want to call it a cover up, but that's just no. But what he's saying is is. These things that were considered conspiracies were actually true. Oh, so now yeah. people are more likely to believe conspiracies because the conspiracies of yeah, yesteryear I, I can see are that. now true. I well, can, the Hunter, I can in, subscribe in, to that. In the 2000, laptop, 2020, the Hunter Biden laptop, that was Russian disinformation. And legit, I just saw like, a, 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 a cut, cut clip of all the media talking heads saying Russian, Russian disinformation. Russian, the, P-tape, now, the P-tape. But that was Russian disinformation. It's all it's all Russian disinformation. That was actually Russian I disinformation. That was. Yeah. The whole yeah. the whole steel dossier was Russian disinformation. Yeah. Which yeah. was taken as fact to the point where they did congressional but studies on that, it. But a lot of that has to AKA do the with report. who's controlling the narrative, who's controlling the media. But but again, I don't the, want to get the, too darn. The people that are controlling the media though are the ones saying conspiracy, conspiracy, fact, fact, fact. Oh, and yeah. oh by the way, our other talking heads are the fact checkers. So they're the ones that are telling social media what to take down, what not to take down. Like that Hunter Biden laptop thing, mm-hmm. the New York Post Twitter account got suspended because of it. Yep. And uh, Babylon B or something like that? That Babylon just B. recently got kicked There's, off Twitter. For some satire. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah from uh, the, the uh, our health official. Like, no one reads the Babylon B and says, you know what, this is where I get my news from. Yeah, no. They go, I go, this is where I get to get my comedy from. There's a shred of truth in every joke they make, but that also makes it a little bit more comical because it's like, it's it's actually, you actually can relate to it a little bit more. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. I know this is getting a little off of the conspiracy theory, but now now (laughs) that that, uh, Twitter has a new um, owner, um, it's going to be interesting to see how that affects the the, the platform because it, it's just going to be interesting to see. And I think a lot of people are going to like lose their their minds over what happens. But I, I'm 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 just looking forward to the shit show. Like I, I don't I'm not a big Twitter user. I feel like those people already lost their minds. Yeah, well, they, their lines are lost. I just mean it's going to be a shit show. They're gonna, they're, it's going to be like Donald Trump winning the the election all over again, right? They couldn't, they just they scream in there, like, <laughs> crying ah. in the streets, like the first time when when Elon unbans someone, and I don't know if he's going to unban Trump, but if he unbans the Babylon Bee or gives New York whatever their their post, like I can't wait for that. I and I don't use Twitter, but it's going to be a good show. <laughs> It, it was just odd, it, the things, uh, like what they were banning, and I don't use the word ban lightly, I mean, they literally banned the New York Post mm-hmm. from their account until they agreed to take down the news article. Not from the Post, but they couldn't post it on Twitter, and it and obviously it couldn't be shared. Facebook did the same thing. But their fact checkers were the Washington Post and the New York Times. Hmm. Like those are the fact checkers they use. Wow. Well, see, there, there's this whole thing. It's called the the Trusted News Initiative, right? 
And that's all where they've come to say that these are the trusted news sources and these aren't. But, you know, it just, it, to me, that's creepy. And, so very much so. You know, it's it's interesting when you see that the side that goes and calls everyone fascists is actually doing what fascists do. And banning people and shutting down discourse, that's all, like, straight out of the fascist playbook. Um. I always would say, like, if you have to shut down the, if you have to, to shut down the, how how weak is your position if you have to shut everything down yeah. on the other side? Well, you know the other thing is, like, they're already starting to ramp that up now for the midterms. They're the 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 left uh, rallying cry to the polls is, do you really want the authoritarians to take the House and the Senate? Meaning, like, they're saying, do you want the Republicans to win? Because they're going to be the authoritarians. Meanwhile, in the last year and a half, all the authoritarian stuff has come from one side, and it's not the it's not the people in power right now. Yeah, and like they've actually done stuff that's authoritarian. Right. It's like, oof. And when when Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post, Washington Post, right? Yeah. And I'll tell you. Everyone, you know, from that left was like, oh, this is great, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. So then Elon comes around, who's not on their quote-unquote team, and he essentially, I mean, let's just say Twitter is an information source, right? I mean, there's other things you can do with it, but but so then he buys Twitter, and it's the exact opposite response than when Bezos bought the Washington Post, right? Yeah. And it, But it's essentially the same thing. You know, talking about, oh... You know that's it. You know it's it's going to be free reign and all this stuff. And you know he's all this misinformation. It's like it's like you said. Literally everything that they say is literally everything that they're doing. Yeah. Um. They're they're like they're narcissists. Mm-hmm. And, and the weird thing is, it's not like Musk is overly political. He's not. Like, but I, I, I think I, if I, you read between the lines, like you you know where he stands. Well, he, here's the thing. He he's. But reason, he does it. But he's not flamboyant about it. He he bought Twitter because it wasn't allowing what he thought was free speech. That was his big thing. Like he he's a, a he's big on free speech. I couldn't tell you his position on on climate, other than the fact the guy owns Tesla, which is making electric vehicles, and Solar City, which is trying to turn uh, trying to turn every house he's, into a, a solar plant. Yeah, he's realistic so, about it because he says. He's like the leading manufacturer of electronic vehicles mm-hmm. in the world. Yes. Yet will come out and say, we need to produce more fossil fuels, right? Because he knows, like, yeah, this is the future, but we can't ignore the now. Yeah. So he's, he's, I think he has the right ideas, but just also the right approach. Like, you can't just completely get rid of fossil fuels and just get electric cars like there's, that. There's nothing to replace it with. And we, we don't have the energy production to power it all. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, you know, we. I think we... We can barely power the homes in this country. Never well, mind, I, if you add cars on top of that. And yeah, that, if you were to add up all the energy that the transportation sector spends. Let's take out... Let's get rid of aircraft, because there's really no... Uh, batteries are so heavy that it... it It'll it, never. In an aviation never. application, it's not going to work. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are some small aircraft that have hybrid power plants, and um, they just tested an old—I uh, forget the model. It's a Cessna. It's a twin-engine Cessna. Like one of the engines is electric, one is is uh, is gas. Uh, yeah, gasoline, Fuel. and it can't fly solely on the electric one. But well, it can't take off solely on the electric one. But here's the thing, like. The batteries are so heavy. It was a, what's a, t- a Tesla Model Three weighs four thousand pounds, so that's what a Suburban weighs. And a Tesla Model Three is a it's a small car. Yeah. It's a compact car, so you can't for one second tell me that a there's going to be a commercially viable airliner that's powered by batteries. It's just it's not going to happen. Powered by tobacco. Powered by nuclear energy. You want to talk about conspiracy theories. What about the one where the guy claimed that he invented a car that ran on water, that turned water into hydrogen, and then died of a heart attack uh, shortly after making his announcement, and you never heard of that technology again? What, hydrogen cell? No, 
the fact that he had a car that more or less you filled up the tank with water, and the car. Um, Wasn't well, that? I mean, hydrogen is kind of so you fill it up with hydrogen and it poops out water. Yeah, the only exhaust is water vapor. Right. Um, sort of the same. Yeah, but different. But here's the thing: I like so you put it past the big bad petrochemical industry. So someone comes out with a new technology that can run that doesn't need fossil fuels to run. So you they could easily buy that technology and just shelve it and make sure it never goes to market. Um, so then think, well, now you've got the battery makers and all that other stuff that are making a bunch of money. No one's going to need them either if you're using uh, uh, f- figure out the next car that runs on unicorn farts or whatever it is so they buy them out and they just become the 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 next big bad industry that buys things out yeah i mean i wonder how many innovations got shelved because a legacy of the industry bought it out to shelve it yeah i'd love to know what that is like obviously we're never going to know Right, like just see in their see in their closet of stuff that they just like what could we have had? Yeah, could we have had flying cars by now? Mm-hmm. Like, is there is there an, a like a a small nuclear power plant that could be powering jets right now or spacecraft? Mm-hmm. Like, could we be Star Trek right now? Yeah, with a with a nuclear with a, a nuclear engine on it. I mean, Back to the Future showed us that we should have had flying cars by two thousand five. Listen, yeah, back in nineteen what was it nineteen eighty five nineteen eighty five. We're, we're, we're not really keeping up. I mean, shoot, we had the Jetsons in the 70s. Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't know what was powering his, that little putt-putt thing. His but car hey. came out of a briefcase. Yeah. He used to carry it around with him. But, you know, the, the thing is, like, that's uh, that sort of thing has to happen. So, I mean, if you even think of the on the retail level, like, you ever see two Targets that are really close to each other? Like, why are these two Targets here? Target just bought, like, signed the lease for that space to keep Walmart out. Probably, yeah. And... You know, like if you so look at in Annapolis, you've got Home Depot and Home Depot. Home Depot. They did it so that Lowe's couldn't move into one of those spots. Right. So that one Home Depot might not make any money compared to the other one, but it keeps people from going to Lowe's. It keeps them out of their little territory there, or at least keeps people going to a Home Depot. A Home Depot. Yeah. Like the closest Lowe's is either in well, there's one in Glen Burnie, and there's one in Bowie. Yeah, which is thirty minutes away from either of us. Yeah. So but either of us, like we don't live two seconds from each other. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dumb comment of the day right there. But both of which are 30 minutes away. Yes. So <laughs> you go. yeah, you've got plenty of, of space there that can, that can, uh, I just wonder like, I guess the biggest, like the technology thing I can think of, there's two of them, VHS versus beta. Mm-hmm. Although VHS didn't buy beta. It just outmarketed them. Yeah. And then you had, um, uh, Blu-ray versus HD DVD. And you also had, remember there was a regular DVD versus DivX. Right. Yeah, but I think HD DVD versus Blu-ray was kind of like VHS and and, and, and beta. Like, Blu-ray just did a better job. And not only that, what really helped the Blu-ray was the PlayStation 2. Well, I mean, that was Sony versus Toshiba. Or whatever, wait, whatever... Whatever gaming console was out, maybe it was PlayStation 3 at the time. I think mm-hmm. PlayStation 2 was the first DVD console. Yeah. But the fact is, you could buy a PlayStation, and it was a Blu-ray player, right? right? Yeah. So you got like two-for-one almost, where an HD DVD player, you had to buy it separately. It didn't come... Uh, so it was really PlayStation that helped put Blu-ray over the top. Now I think it was PlayStation 2. I think PlayStation, PlayStation 2 was PlayStation DVD. 1 used the it didn't use it used the disc but it had the black bottoms it didn't have the CD bottom. Yeah. So that was PlayStation 1. That was the gray one with the look at two knobs on it but it, it didn't. Um PlayStation 2 looked like your more modern PlayStation. Yeah, PlayStation 2 was PlayStation 3 was Blu-ray. Oh, right. 2 2 didn't even have it. Blu-ray. Huh. PlayStation 2 PlayStation 2 is what helped DVDs take off because just like blu-ray instead of going out and buying your standalone dvd player 
you could have a PlayStation Two. That would so, do, yeah. you know, you know, and and you ask yourself, Sony, you know, there had to have been some sort of like handshake agreement. Like, listen, you put it, make your system use DVDs, make your system use uh, Blu-ray, because I, I think it's like a sales the, pitch. The Xbox either did eight. I don't even think it did HD DVD. It I didn't. think it was just like it was literally those formats excelled because of the accessibility of the hardware to to. to so Toshiba created the HD DVD, and they didn't have the console mm-hmm. like PlayStation, like Sony did. So they couldn't put it, in. and so basically Sony was just like. I'm going to sell more of these units because I can put them in PlayStations, which means the cost is going to be lower. And then he basically, they basically were able to say, you can have the Blu-ray tech. Like if they went to like Magnavox or something, Mm -hmm. someone who was making DVD players at the time, you can have the tech for a lot less than HD DVD. Then Toshiba's going to sell you HD DVD. And people would buy PlayStations because they wanted a Blu-ray player. And people would... And vice versa, right? right? So it was it was a win. Well, how, how many? How many? Like when that stuff came out, how many dudes sold that to their wife by saying, "Oh, it's a, it's a right." <laughs> yep, mm-hmm. it does this too. This is great. Hundred percent. So, no, uh, you know, hundred percent. Yeah, because like there's plenty of guys out there that were like, "Yeah, it does both things." You know, like you know, it's really. I didn't buy a new video game console. I bought a Blu-ray player. <laughs> They brought, like, in, they brought in the old-timey guy. Right. Yeah, it plays, it plays Blu-ray, say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smoke some cigarettes. Yeah, I can play your records. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm sure there are plenty of dudes that did that. But, um, yeah, I, how about Dreamcast? What did that do? Oh, Sega Dreamcast, man. I was a huge Sega Genesis fan. Like Genesis huge. is great. Yeah, like I like uh, I like NHL '94. Yeah, the best hockey yeah. game ever. The, the 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 downfall of the Dreamcast was because they it, they figured out how to pirate games without a physical model in the console itself. Mm-hmm. So you could essentially um, rip a game off the disc, off the legit disc, and burn it this is when cd burners were yeah. like the, the fad and dvd burners and you could you once you rip the game to your computer you applied a a patch to the, the files and then burned it onto a disc and you would just put it into the dreamcast press play and it it worked just like it was the legit disc and that's ultimately it should have i mean every console dies but the Dreamcast died earlier, and they realized that piracy was going to be just out of control, and so they they that it it was a, an early death. Yeah, so, that's a, that's another episode, by the way. I've heard I've heard all dr- the systems. Yeah, I've I've heard, heard, who did that go up against? The Dreamcast was around the time of N64? like Nintendo sixty four, or was that the or was that Nintendo's GameCube? Um, I think I think it, so. GameCube. Was Nintendo's first foray into the disc games, whereas N sixty four they were still using cartridges. Yeah, but um, so the GameCube was released in um, two thousand one, and the Dreamcast was released in nineteen ninety eight. So it went against the, the, I mean, the Dreamcast. So yeah, so yeah, so it went up against the sixty four. The sixty four that was so hard to beat. Because you had GoldenEye. Oh, yeah. Four-player... Like, they had the four-player modes. Yeah. And it didn't cost an arm and a leg to get remote... To, to get controllers. Mm-hmm. So, GoldenEye, Mario Kart, four-player. Oh, yeah. Man, See, I remember yeah. being in the dorms yeah. playing those. 64 released in 96. And then the Dreamcast came out in 98. And then... 01... Um, was the GameCube. So the Dreamcast kind of came in in the middle, and that's why it kind of survived because it was like two years into the 64, and then so it kind of had a run, but then the GameCube came out. And but the PlayStation like, came out that year, in 2001, right? Uh, the PlayStation came out, I think it came out, the PlayStation 2 was 2000, which didn't do, um, yeah, that was 2000, so two years, roughly so two years. Original PlayStation was 2000. No, PlayStation, PlayStation 2. 2 was 2000. And that trounced the 
That trounced the, the Dreamcast. So I got into an Uber. <laughs> it, was a, it was a Chrysler Pacifica. Mm. So it was me and my wife and like one of her friends. It was a group of us. Gets to this Uber in Annapolis. We drove right home. And this thing, the driver's like, hey, like, you know, an Uber driver's like trying really hard to get that high rating and whatever <laughs> kind of tip. She was like, hey, so, uh, yeah, uh, welcome aboard. He said, welcome aboard the, the Chrysler Pacifica. And then it had, he goes, yeah, if you want, you can play Dreamcast. And I'm like, Dreamcast? He goes, I have Binaka. I was like, what? Like, did I just <laughs> fall into 2000 <laughs> in the Pacifica with Dreamcast and Binaka? You want a bottle of water? Like, wh- wh- where yeah. am I? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's some really good stories to be told about uh, game systems and release. Uh, you know, like Nintendo partnering with Sony. Um, on a console, only to find out that Sony then went around and made their own console, and there there is a super uh, a so a, a Super Nintendo that's combined with Sony PlayStation technology. There's a prototype floating around out there. So it's 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 a really good story. Uh, but your whole right. episode. Yeah, that's a whole episode. Uh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get to that episode in the future. I want to thank Portech Limited Wine and Spirits for sponsoring this episode over in the Baydale Plaza in Arnold, Maryland. 21012. The address over there is it's 1264 Baydale Drive. Phone number is 410-974-0800. They do, do curbside pickup. Go ahead and call in your order ahead of time. And we'd like to thank them for their sponsorship of this show as well as the past one. Um hopefully we'll we'll come up with some uh new and interesting podcast episodes and we will see you next time.